Hello, and welcome back to the Sustainable Brown Girl podcast. This show exists to connect Black, Brown, and Indigenous women who are interested in sustainability. Our goal is to inspire, encourage, and educate each other. From gardening, to thrifting, to minimalism, to veganism, and everywhere in between. We are all on a journey to taking care of our bodies and our planet. I'm your host, Ariel Green. Houseplants have made a comeback. Well, I'm not sure they ever fell off, but millennials and Gen Z are filling their homes with plants more than ever. Another lost skill that's making a comeback is vegetable gardening. Women of color, and Black women in particular, are going back to their roots and growing some of their own. With more of us being at home since the start of the pandemic, many of us have wanted to beautify our spaces with plants, but some of us aren't quite sure how to take care of them. In this episode, we'll be talking to Jasmine Jefferson, the founder of Black Girls with Gardens. She'll be sharing tips on how to choose a houseplant for your space as well as giving some advice on what to consider when starting a garden. But first, let's read a recent review for the podcast. This one comes from Chips and Salsa. It reads, I love that this show puts the spotlight on people of color doing good work when it comes to sustainability. So many of these people do amazing work we never hear about. This is so true, and that's exactly why I started this podcast. Thanks so much for the kind review. Remember to also leave a review on the podcast on Apple to have it featured in an upcoming episode. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Sustainable Brown Girl. In today's episode, we have Jasmine, who is the founder of Black Girls with Gardens. Jasmine is your everyday multidimensional Black woman in love with plants and all things growing. She founded Black Girls with Gardens in 2017, and she's dedicated to making gardening easy for everyone. Black Girls with Gardens is a media resource curated to provide inspiration, education, representation, and support to Black women creating green spaces. Whether you're a plant mom to many, community gardener, or just own one cactus, Black Girls with Gardens is for you. Thank you so much for joining us today, Jasmine. Thank you so much for having me. Like, I'm, I'm super happy to be here. Awesome. <laughs> so let's just jump right into it and tell us what led you to start Black Girls with Gardens. Well, uh, shockingly, I've always been, well, not too, it's not too shocking, but I've always been surrounded by plants and growing like my grandparents, my parents. It's always been a thing to me to the point where I was just like completely over it. Like I was never interested in it. Um, it was just not my thing. It, oh, it no. just wasn't. Um, so I, I think, let's see, it was back in like 2011 or 2000, 2012 is when um, I started taking care of one of my grandmother aloe plants. And it did so well. You know, typically with that type of plant, you don't really see too much growth, but oh my God, it did so well that um, at that moment, I was just like really, really like hooked to growing and wanted to see what else I can do. So I started growing herbs and I um, moved forward and started growing food. 
then ironically, my family was tired of me talking to them all the time about plants. <laughs> So um, at this time, you know, social media was booming at the time. And I was just like, you know what? I bet I can find other people I can talk to um, about plants and we can just all talk about plants and no one to get over, you know, be completely tired of it. So I did do a little search on social media looking for, you know, my plant tribe. And I found a few people, um, but it just wasn't, I just didn't see what, um, I felt like I could bring or that like I wanted to bring to the table. I wanted to have like this community where we could just talk about plants. We can learn more about plants. We can study plants and um, just another way to uplift women. So black women. And so I just birthed Black Girls with Garden in 2017 and it's just been flourishing ever since. Yes, I love it. That's similar to my story with creating Sustainable Brown Girl. I went on social media looking for other Sustainable Brown Girls and there were a few, but not really, you know, a community. So right. yeah, having a community is so important. Yes, it is. Oh my God. You know, it's just the, it's the idea that if you use Black Girls with Garden hashtag, you'll find so many people that you're looking for. And, um, and I think the same thing with sustainable brown girl, you can do the same thing. Like I did the same thing. I was like, okay, this is where, this is a, you know, community, this is a tribe. Yeah, exactly. Um, you post a lot, uh, of on Instagram and I guess your uh, Facebook page too, of like black girls with their gardens and their plants and stuff. And every time I see a post, I'm like, follow, 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 you know? <laughs> so it's a great way to find like, you know, like-minded women. Right. Yeah. So, um, so we kind of, I guess I kind of mentioned um, in the intro, what types of resources uh, your platform offers, but what exactly do you offer with Black Girls with Gardens? Yeah, no problem. Well, when I, with Black Girls with Gardens, I try to just say, well, how can I put it? I try to provide four certain things to women of color looking to enjoy gardening, looking to grow something or whatever the case may be, if you're just interested, I wanna make sure that I provide inspiration. That's something you could definitely see all over our social media platforms of support. We have social media Facebook groups and different things of that sort. Also wanna make sure that there's um, tons of uh, this be representation we have representation, of course, and lastly is education. So what I do is with our blog that we have, I try to provide short, sweet, very um, fact-filled articles so women can, you know, find what they want, look for what they're needing. Um, now, moving forward, what we're going to start doing is actually doing workshops once or twice a month. It just really depends on what the community needs and try to provide them, you know, topics on what they need. And that's going to be, um, how can I put it, more seasonal, I guess. Mm -hmm. More, um, it just depends on the season or what everyone has a little confusion about the things of that sort. But those are different things that we're, we're looking here at Black Girls with Garden to provide to people. So we want to make sure that we get those workshops out. We have timely articles as well. And um, moving forward, we're going to definitely, um, hopefully, if things can calm down a little bit, have more in-person workshops and events where people can get out and actually see and talk to people. Yeah, definitely. Um, I also saw on your website that you have a Get Up and Grow um, program or a houseplant 
uh, chat. Is that something that you also offer? Yeah, we initially started that uh, towards the middle of the year. Uh, towards the end of this year, that's going to actually close out because what I want to do is probably start some type of grow, grow school or some type of grow program that'll be more collective. A lot of people benefit more so when it's more collective. They can talk to other people in the area. So that's something I'm definitely going to start working on towards. Right. Okay. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. Like I said earlier, like having that community is like the best, like you really can't beat that. Exactly. It's just so rewarding. Mm -hmm. um, like I've done so many different things and it's just knowing that after, you can still get out there, you can still do it, but you still feel some type of sense of lonesome. But like just having a community to know like, hey, I killed this plant too, or I can't seem to get lavender to sprout for anything. It's just, it, it's so, I don't know, it, it just kind of is it, inspirational. Yeah, definitely. So um, you, I got my first plant a couple of years ago. It was a pothos. It was a gift from a friend. And after I got that, I was like, oh my gosh, I love all the plants. Like I just started like <laughs> buying them and buying them. And it's like really an addiction. But I also hear a, um, a lot of people saying that they don't have a green thumb. So what would you, what tips would you offer someone who is nervous about getting a plant? Like maybe they've killed a plant before or they're just afraid to even start. How would you, like what tips would you give them? Um, I get this all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and it I, I get it. You totally get it. You try to get back in touch to get back in touch with, you know, growing or just learning. But the first thing I love telling people is that, you know, the original green thumb was black. That's mm -hmm. just straight up facts. So mm -hmm. um you just have to find the right plant for you. And what by that, I just basically mean like when you decide that you want to get a plant, like a lot of us just jump right, dive right into it. We just start buying the prettiest plant, you know, with no um, ideal. And it, I get it. No ideal or concern of like, is it going to, you know, do I have the light for it? Do I have the lifestyle for it? Things of that sort. So what I try to tell people right before they just dive straight in is to kind of assess their home, look and see what, you know, do you have one window? Do you have all these windows, like where do you plan on putting this plant? Do you have the light for it? Is your home typically um, cold or do you keep it warm? Those type of things kind of help you find the perfect plant for you. And it kind of gets rid of that um, when you try to grow something or, and it just doesn't work for your house. And typically if you start talking to people who say, oh, I don't have a green thumb, they typically bought a plant that just didn't fit for that lifestyle. And that plant was just gonna mm -hmm. die regardless. Um, I mean, obviously I have, I have over a hundred plants and there are certain plants that if I bring it to my home, it's going to die because I just don't have it. I don't have the environment for it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So is there a certain plant or type of plant or something that you tell people to look out for when it's their first time? Yes. I always tell, cause if I don't know what's going on in their house or what, you know, what type of light, or if it's, you know, just if. I don't know anything of that. The first thing I'm going to tell them is get the pothos. Yeah. Get it because it lights, it can take bright light. It can take low light. It, it just, you know, it, it's very adaptable. Yeah. So um, I definitely encourage, if I don't know anything else, get pothos. And the beautiful thing about it is that it's so rewarding. It lets you know when it's thirsty. Yep. It kind of hangs out for a while. Like, hey, help me out. <laughs> um, there's so many different varieties. So you can feel like, oh, I have this 
huge jungle. I don't have I don't have the same plant over and over. It's just it's a really rewarding plant. And a lot of times when people think back on it, this plant was in their grandmother's house. It was in their grandmother's friend's house. Yeah. It's just it it has so much sentimental value. Yeah, that's so true. And since the pothos was my first plant, and like you said, it's really easy to care for. I did feel empowered, like, yeah. you know, after being able to take care of it and not killing it, that, you know, I felt more empowered to try to, you know, to get other plants. And then my right. second plant was a bird's nest fern, and that died within a month. Cause... I can imagine those two, they have two different types of needs, so I can see <laughs> how that can happen. I know I talk to tons of people, and I'm just like, hey, look, what I did is I did dive in kind of hard, but I learned that. I'm going to master came for one particular type of plant, whether I get all the varieties or not, that has that's based on your addiction or you what you like. Um, right. But I learned how to care for a particular type of plant before I moved on to a different one. And I can see, I started off with Calatheas. So this is a very thirsty, dramatic type of plant. So moving on to a plant like a... Um, it could be a pothos because they don't really need to be watered as often. Cactus or Sansevieria, they don't need to be watered as often. So if I apply the same thing, of course, I would kill it. And I did actually mm -hmm. um, multiple times just because I was over loving because I was just used to that type of plant. So those are things like a lot of people have taken consideration as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So my third plant was a snake plant. And I kind of overwatered it and kind of started like seeing decay on it. So yeah. you're right. Every plant kind of requires something different. It's really important to just keep an eye on it. Google, you know, Google is your friend. Exactly. <laughs> and kind of troubleshoot all the problems that you're having with it. Exactly. Exactly. It's just like a friendship though. You know, you have these different types of plants. It's like dealing with different types of people and you have to learn you know, what can you apply? What doesn't apply here and things of that sort. Yeah. Um, so you, in addition to plants, you know, house plants and stuff, you also have a lot of information on your website about gardening. So can you tell us like, well, what are you, what's been your experience with gardening? Um, so yeah, when I, I started off, like I said, with the aloe plant, like a house plant, mm -hmm. And then I moved to growing herbs outside and then I start growing food. So I'm like really, really into all things plants. So I grow food all year round. I am in Florida, so I'm, okay. I have the ability to grow all year round. Um, I grow all things like I just try new things out for my family to try to eat or just just to be able to share with, you know, with Black Girls with Garden. Hey, this work, this is, if, you know, this is something you could probably try to grow, whatever the case may be. But yeah, I, I, when I grow, I grow, I grow a lot. Really? I, I dabble in a lot of things. I, when I say I really like growing, I dabble in a lot of things. Like I have a raised bed garden in the backyard. I have five raised beds that we're going to be adding maybe three more soon. Wow. Um, I also grow um, indoor while hydroponic uh, gardening. And that's basically just growing completely in water with no, mm -hmm. no soil. Um, I do that as well. Um, I do indoor gardening. Like I do a lot of things. Like I'm really into this. <laughs> With the hydroponics, do you have like one of those garden towers or or what? Yeah, I have two large uh, garden towers. Okay. 
So what is your favorite thing to grow in the garden? And well, yeah, just what's your favorite thing to grow in the garden? I absolutely love growing cucumbers. Like I love eating cucumbers. I love seeing them flourish in the garden. I love seeing like a little small cucumber and by the end of the week it's like huge. Like I just absolutely love growing those. I love trying different varieties. Last, this past summer, um, I grew lemon cucumber and it took off. It was so delicious and very crispy and um, very prolific. There was a ton of them. So that's definitely something I'm going to be adding to my garden every year now. Mm-hmm. Um, I love peppers. I like, you know, diving into the different type of peppers. Um, and I love absolutely growing different types of herbs. Mm-hmm. Um, I just started my, I have a community garden in my town that I live in. And so I had my first raised bed garden this past uh, spring and summer, and it was really amazing. One thing that I really like about community gardening, especially as a new person, is that hopefully if you go to, you know, a good community garden, that there's someone there to help you to, you know, help you learn and teach you things and maybe keep an eye on your beds if you're not able to check on it all the time. So I often tell people that if they're looking into gardening to see if there's a community garden near them. Exactly. Exactly. I absolutely love community gardens. And that's funny because Black Rose Gardens, like one of the things that we do want to do is start community gardens. So we'll definitely, um, right now I already have my eye on a particular lot and we've been discussing it, but I definitely want to start the very first, well, Black Rose Gardens, very first community garden. And then kind of just like scope out different parts of the um, United States of America and see if we can just, you know, get this thing started. Because like you said, it's really, really beneficial and it's very good for learning purposes. And especially if you put it in low income areas, that's accessibility to um, more food. And that's, for the, you know, for, um, promoting sustainability for our neighborhood. Exactly. What area of Florida are you in? I'm in Pensacola, Florida, so I'm kind of like in the, um, I'm North Florida, basically. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm in Atlanta, so whenever you're ready to move here, I am ready. I actually graduated from Clark Atlanta. Oh, cool. My mom went there. <laughs> she she used to work in the AU Center and stuff, so. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I graduated from Clark, so that is, awesome. Atlanta is my second home. Hey. <laughs> Um, so if someone was new to gardening, what would you suggest that they start with? Or yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. If they're new, they can start with herbs. I say start with herbs because they're going to be very rewarding. It's going to empower you and it's going to, um, and it allows you to, you know, step out of your, step out of box and try growing different type of herbs that you're not typically used to. And still you'll have, for the most part, you, it's not as hard. Growing herbs is not hard. You really don't run into too many issues. And if you do, you still have the ability to start over and still get some, you know, still reap the benefits of growing herbs. I also say start, even if you want to start food immediately, I say start in containers. Mm -hmm. Um, It's affordable. You don't have to really dive in and buy beds and things of that sort and set that up. Um, And you're able to, you know, start small. If you're able to um, focus on one thing, figure out what's going on with it, all of your your attention can be there. And it's just like with houseplants, you're able to master growing this and growing that. 
without having the issue of possibly sometimes disease happens through food and crops and vegetables and things of that sort. So you won't have to deal with that if that happens like in a huge bed. Like for example, with my uh, green beans this year, it was just like some crazy bug bit it, disease happened. They just did not do well this year. And it could be like a blow to the stomach for a newbie. Like if you see that, you're like, oh my God, what did I do wrong? And you don't have any idea in reference to that. So I'd always say start small, start in containers and start with herbs if you can. One of the first things that I did, well, even before I started the community garden, like several years ago, I started some spinach plants on my balcony. And like, that was so easy to maintain and take care of. And just having it to be rewarding and to like motivate you to keep trying is I think the most important part. Exactly. Exactly. That is the entire point there. Yeah. And also too, with the container gardening, uh, yeah, you, I've bought some like the felt grow bags on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Those are really easy to grow into. Like I have some in my in-laws backyard, like growing greens right now. So that's something really easy to start with. They're movable and all that. Yes. And they actually, they're really, really good because they promote um, the, well, the reason why they do so well is because the aeration they get on the side of the bag, the soil is able to breathe, the roots are able to breathe and the plant actually produces more in oh. those. So yeah, a lot of people get those great. I have a few grow bags as well. A lot of people get grow bags. If you, um, you know, if you don't want to go out and purchase those type of grow bags, you could definitely use um, what kind of, I can't remember the type of bag, but it's like the reusable uh, grocery bag, not the oh, plastic wow. ones, but the, re- yeah, you could definitely use those. It's breathable. Um, you could probably get maybe two to three years out of those. So you could definitely, that, those work well as well. Yeah. Um, so for someone who's starting, would you suggest that they try growing from seed or maybe getting transplants? I always suggest getting transplants mm-hmm. because growing with seed is just a different, it's a different beast. And that's just because you have to under like each, everything you grow, you have to understand what the seed needs. Like for example, Celery is almost like my arch nemesis. I can get it to sprout. I can get it to grow. But it's one of those things that you can't bury it too deep. It needs to be right on top of the soil. You have to sprinkle just enough. It can't be too wet or it needs to, it's just really, really different. Now, what I like to do is that after all these years of growing, I still get transplanted for certain things because you just don't want to put, you just, sometimes you just don't have the time to put into all of that things. It doesn't make you any less of a gardener. But um, I do recommend that they get transplants um, first year out the gate. If you want to try one thing, starting from seed, so you can start learning, definitely that's a great thing. But I do not recommend the entire crop or everything you're trying to grow to start from seed, just because so you want to get out the gate and make sure that things are healthy and you know what to look out for. Yeah. And growing from seed, too, it can really take a long time depending on what type of seed you have to plan it out you really do because um you have to be able to understand reading the seed packet itself it'll tell you so many days to maturity but it doesn't include how long it takes for it to take off so you Mm -hmm. you have to really do some math and take some time and think it out and I just don't recommend like if you want to get into growing 
you don't need to do all of that out the gate. Just go ahead and buy some starts and learn from there. And then, you know, practice outside of that. Yeah, definitely agreed. Okay, so on your website, you talk about how plants can be part of your self-care routine. So how do you, how would someone incorporate plants into their self-care? The great thing about plants is that they're going to be whatever you need them to be. So if it's a new hobby between, you know, it's a new hobby for you after going through something very traumatic or a breakup or something to that effect, it's something where you're able to put your attention towards something else. And that's, and that's just helpful there. So you won't sit there and let anxiety tear at you and you're worried about what you just went through, or what you just left with, or if you're just currently going through something traumatic, it just basically allows your mind to rest. Or it can be something where your family gets all into and everybody gets a plant and we're trying to figure, you know, everybody is not necessarily a competition, but everybody's learning how to grow and it's a family thing then, or it's a um, homeschool activity then. So plants just happen to be one of these things that it could be whatever you need it to be. But overall, whatever, no matter what you guys decide to do with it, if it's just a hobby, it's just for fun, if you're using it to sustain your household, it's going, it's an opportunity for you to sit and to mindlessly be where all the time we, especially as black people, we have to always think about something. We're always worried about something. We're always thinking ahead of the game. We have to do something. Being with your plants, growing anything allows you to just think, just mindlessly be. You can sit there and water the plant or if you're fertilizing the plant, but you're not worried about anything else. You have this moment where you are allowing your brain to rest. And I think that is one of the most rewarding things when it comes to plants that a lot of people don't realize. And I think it powers and motivates a lot of the times when people are, when they first get into plants and they learn, oh, well, I can keep this plant alive. And they, I don't know how I ended up buying 20 plants. Well, you didn't realize how well that plant, you know, how much that you were able to just sit and be, or you were able to be a better person because you you had this moment, this self-care moment where you felt like you were doing something, you were caring for your plant, but you were really, really just having some real good self-care. Yeah. So true. I know sometimes when I'm watering my plants, I try to just focus on the plant, you know, so I'm watering it or I'm like dusting it and I'm kind of like talking to it, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was telling someone, I was like, well, you'll see me like right now. Um, I'm in, I have, I'm in Florida. So we have sunrooms, but we just call them Florida rooms. I have to explain that every time because I'm just like a Florida room. They're like, what is that? But so all, most of my plants are there. 90% of my plants are in there. And now like there's moments where I have to sweep up and do all of this stuff because when I'm just caring for the plants, I'm cutting leaves off and throwing them on the ground. I'll pick it up later or whatever. And I'm able to just be in there. Like I've, I've been taking a lot of time out the day to just sit in there, clean up some plants, you know, repot what needs to be repotted. And I'm coming out of there and I'm feeling really good. Like, oh, I did that job. You know, I'm feeling good. I've cleaned this place. But honestly, I just feel good because I had that moment to myself. And it's just really, really, it's it's so amazing just to hear, even hear people's stories and references to this. It's just really good to know that people are taking time out for themselves and they're caring for themselves. Yeah, absolutely. 
What is your favorite plant right now? Yeah, I'm glad you said right now because it is very subjective on the time. So mm -hmm. as of right now, I've well, I've always been a lover of monsteras. I have. Um, yes, 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 I see. <laughs> <I'm spotted. laughs> uh, I've been a lover of them for a while and I love that, you know, all varieties of them. Um, but right now I have a Thai constellation that's doing very well. And I'm learning that I love my plants that are doing the doing very well. Yep. Um, so it's doing very well right now, and I really, really like it. Um, but for the most part, when I first came in, I, my heart really goes out to Calipias and Maranta because that you know those are my first house plants really that I took care of and they did well. So I like those a lot too. It just really depends. Okay. What do you think is one of the more difficult plants for, for people to take care of? I think it is Hoyas and ferns. And mm. just simply because you have to understand, you have to get the, well, for ferns, you have to get the humidity ratio to watering ratio, right? Like you have to understand, you know, how dry is your home or, how often do I need to water my ferns? Because some people can go like seven to 10 days without having to water their ferns. Some people need to water them every three days. Um, oh, I also want to throw in their peace lilies because they're the same way. Peace lilies oh. do require, like, it just, you just got to figure it out what it likes in your home. And I, so I hear a lot of horror stories about those. Um, Hoyas, a lot of people have to understand, you know, they're not cactus or snake plants, so they need to be watered a little bit more often, but not as much because they're not going to like it. They're just going to completely die. So <laughs> those are the ones that I get the most grief about. And I've, I've had grief with all of them as well, so I understand it. Okay. And what's one of the most common questions that you get from people? How do I start a garden or mm. how do I get into plants? That's the number one thing. It's like, I want to get into plants so I don't have a green thumb. So that's when I just like, hey, look, is your thumb black? Because it's green. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, uh, those are the main questions. Um, and I typically, it when it comes to how to start a garden, the first thing I say is what is keeping you from starting it? Because I need to know what, what mental barriers do they have that they think or what type of myths that they think a garden should be like so we can get over that and then I try to keep it short and be like hey this is what you need to do or reference to a plant like what type of light you get um what type of lifestyle because that's really important to a lot of people like for example traveling nurses if you're not going to be at home a lot you can't have a plant that needs water every seven days mm -hmm. um versus where someone who's working from home they can possibly overlove their plant so those are things that I try to keep in mind in reference to those questions. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, well, so I guess we talked earlier about what things you have coming up for uh, Black Girls with Gardens, um, but what's something that you really wanna to promote to tell people about right now? Um, well, with Black Girls with Gardens, I want everyone to know that we are definitely going to be having um, online workshops, they're going to be uh, either monthly or bi-weekly. It just really depends on what you guys need, um, as well as we're definitely going to have some in-person workshops that are 100% safe. 
Uh, we just have to get those details ironed out. Um, but those two things are what I'm really, really focusing on. Like I'm, every day I'm working towards those two. Awesome. I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> definitely, definitely. We will definitely be in Atlanta. <laughs> okay, I cannot wait. <laughs> All right, Jasmine, thank you so much for joining us. Tell everyone where they can find you. Okay, well, thank you so much for having me here first. Um, I really, really enjoyed this and I love your platform. Like I love what you're doing. Thank you. Um, everyone can find Black Rose with Garden all over the internet at Black Rose with Garden. I promise you, if you just do a Google search, you'll find us everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. Um, we're on Instagram at Black Rose with Gardens. On Facebook, we have a Facebook page, Black Rose with Gardens. If you go into the tab groups, you'll see we have two Facebook groups for houseplants and edible gardening. Um, we're on Pinterest. We are on, where else? Starting a YouTube very soon. A lot of people have been requesting it. So we'll definitely be on there. You can subscribe there. If you go to our website, blackgirlswithgardens.com, you can subscribe to our email list. Our email list is uh, weekly now. It's going to convert to bi-weekly very soon, but it's packed with information to help you be a better plant parent as well as to start your garden. Awesome. You definitely should join her Facebook group. Like <laughs> the people on there have me rolling pretty much every day, but also they are hilarious. Like, oh my gosh, it's <laughs> insane. But also you learn a lot, you know, you make friends. It's amazing. It is absolutely where plant plants and black culture meet. Yep, exactly. <laughs> That's a great way of putting it. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us, Jasmine. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this Sustainable Brown Girl podcast. Be sure to subscribe and share it if you loved it and leave a review. You can find us on Instagram at Sustainable Brown Girl and check out our Facebook community. We would love to have you there. Until next time, let's continue to make healthy choices for the health of our planet and the health of our bodies. Thanks for listening.